This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the White Coat Legacy Podcast. Right, we're all set up here down this creek bottom. Bean Buck's been in here a bunch of times, so good chance to see it on him. Meh. Smoking. I think he just crashed, brother. <laughs> Absolute money, dude. It's 76 degrees out. We just set up 80 yards from a buck and killed him at 18 yards. Here we are. We're set up on a, this crate that's been absolute fire for the last eight days. We know a shooter went in here to bed this morning. Matt. Smoked his ass tonight. Get it? That was at eight, dude. That's at eight. Fucked out October 28th. Homies up for the rest of November. But absolutely incredible season. Both kills on hanging hunts, right on the beds, and just making it making it happen. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes with episode 9 of the Rutcation Series. We're still out there in the woods, still trying to get it done. Um, added up my hours, 46 hours on stand as of right now. Um, probably be double or triple that by the end, not triple, hopefully not, my gosh. At least double that by the end of the series, but I was thinking I'd be around 100 hours Um on this series so we'll see we'll see if i hit that mark or go above it 
But uh, let's get to the people that make this series possible. Huge shout out to Exodus Outdoor Gear. Um, if you guys want to show some love to them and you need arrows, you need a render, um, every time you buy something to them, you're getting a, a badass product backed by a five-year warranty, and you're also supporting the show because, um, you know, the more the better they do, the better I do. So um, if you're in the market for any of that stuff, go ahead and check them out at exodusoutdoor.com, outdoorgear.com. Sorry, I'm a little slow today. Um, let's see. Nine and a half hours on stand, or ten, ten hours on stand, close to ten. Um, anyways, the morning went in, uh, went in on a ridge that I hadn't hunted yet this year. Um, just went in and hung on a tree, had this tree picked out for uh, when I walked it earlier in the year, and went in there, hung, and the deer just did exactly what I thought they were going to do for a change. Had a buck cruise through first, um, bumping around, um, a little eight-pointer, the cover art of this photo. Um, he came right in like five yards, um, and I was in my mind as the sun was coming up, I was like, I need one to come right to that spot right there. You know, that's the spot, and he did just that. Then I had four does come through, um, and they worked through. Uh, they all left except one of the yearlings. It was two two does and two yearlings and they all left except one of the yearlings I had a south uh southwest wind and I was just edging these deer coming off the neighbor's ag and they were working um through the timber towards me and uh then I had a four point come through and uh but that four point he was cruising hard mouth open and he went it's it's only a 14 acre property, but there's a bunch of timber connected, and he went into the heart of it. And then probably an hour later, I rattled, and he came from behind me again, ready to ready to fight. He raked up some trees; his ears were pinned back, so he had done a complete three three sixty and was back on the other side of that property um, within an hour, um, and came barreling in there. Um, and then I waited probably another hour. And uh, rattled again, rattled in a six-pointer this time. In my mind, I'm like, okay, they're getting bigger. Um, I'm going to rattle one more time about 1030, um, which is pretty late. But I was right next to where I passed that really good eight-pointer bedded. Um, I was just off wind of it, probably 80 yards from where he was bedded. So, I was, you know, uh, trailer park I got on cam going into that bedding area at 930 in the morning. So... I was banking maybe trailer park was in there and I could rattle him out since I was so close to where he'd been bedded. And uh, I rattled and nothing came. So I was hoping maybe an eight-pointer would come since it was a four and then a six. You know, third time it was an eight. But nothing came out. Um, I sat there for a little bit longer. I ended up getting down. The wind switched. It was our first north in the last 10 days. Um, so the wind switched. Gave us that north wind. It was actually a west. It was supposed to go north, northwest, but it never made it, and it was straight west. So I had to alter my plans for this afternoon. I couldn't set down there, so I packed out, had a nice talk with my grandpa in Missouri about deer hunting. He's been seeing a few deer, passing some small bucks. Um, got a couple of buckies, bucks he's eyeing. Um, rifle opens up this weekend down there, so he's kind of waiting for that to get that distance, but he's been passing some small bucks on the food plots and 
I guess they haven't been getting much rain, so his food plots didn't do too well. But I had a nice probably 30-minute chat with him. And then I moved around to the other side of the property um, and was going to hunt the food plot. Uh, I all those four does that I seen go, they were up in there, and then I had two does on the mobile going into that bedding area. Um, so I knew there were six does up in there, and uh, I was banking on hunting that plot and maybe you know maybe something coming out in it um, on with that north wind. But it never. I was checking the wind um, where I parked my truck. I kind of park it. I had to park it in a weird spot because um, it's urban and. They lock the gate on the road that goes back to this park area. Um, and I was parked there, and one of the guys come out and was talking to me and probably had a 35-minute conversation with him. He's like, well, I, can't, we, I, I, I won't bother you. I'm like, no, I'm waiting for the wind to switch a little bit more anyways before I get in there. So I chatted with him long time. He's a re- uh, re- retired police officer and a veteran, um, real good guy. Um, he was basically saying he's retired and – um, he really, really, all he does is work on his house and his yard. And I was parked in the ditch that's the city's. Um, but he was like, hey, you know, this gate, I got a key to it if you need to get back there and get a buck out or whatever. He's he's like, but one thing I ask is park on the road um, because November 1st, they, they don't, the park's not open anymore. So I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I'm trying to get the leaves out of my yard. And there's a bunch of leaves in the ditch and you were parked here last week or something and I couldn't get the leaves out. It's like, I, I just get the leaves out of my yard every day for something to do. And I'm like, okay, sounds, sounds good, man. But he was real cool. So moved my truck, parked it on the road, just blocking the whole, is this a single lane road? And I'm right in front of a closed locked gate. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's no big deal. He's like, I had someone drive through my yard to get out the other day. So I was wondering if that was you. But I got him on camera, and it doesn't look like your truck. So I'm like, well, no, it wasn't me, man. But uh, good talk with him and uh, just waiting for that wind to switch. And as I was talking there, it was just getting hot, man. I was, I had too many layers on, and it was warm. And I just knew tonight wasn't – I just knew – you just have those feelings where you're like, tonight's just not going to be good. So I went – I was going to – I'm walking down the road to go to the food plot, and I'm – throw a milkweed i'm just like man the direction there's three bucks in there there's big sean he's a really big 10 pointer there's tupac it's a a heavy tine short or tine 10 with really good brows he's a buck from last year in trailer park and those three bucks all come from the same direction on cam at night um so and that would be directly where the wind was blowing i needed a north or northwest edge him instead of straight west. So I walked back to my truck, got my mobile set up, walked back down that road, and decided I was going to set up on the very far edge and literally be 100 yards from that park um, and hoping that they would pinch in from, you know, that mowed grass park area in the timber there. Um, and if you, for all the mobile hunters out there, anybody that's hung a stand, you know, I needed to be in the tree, you know, the tree where you're like, okay, this is the tree. This is where I got the shooting. I don't have to cut a whole bunch of stuff. Um, gives me enough shooting distance. And I was, uh, I just struggled to get in the tree. I was down to my t-shirt. It's just one of those trees that's curvy and really hard to get into it. Just a pain and just wasn't, wasn't hanging good. 
and uh, we're getting kind of frustrated out there. What are you laughing at in there for? Oh my! But yeah, the baby crying in the background—they probably can't hear. If they can, it's just quite you know. But anyways, my wife's laughing at me. Um, recording these podcasts inside my house, which is something I normally don't do. So if you guys hear any background noise, that's why. Um, I'm gone in the woods so much. I'm trying to stay in my house with my family as much as possible. So recording and uploading these podcasts, and the kids are walking around, hanging out, listening to me. But uh, anyways, I struggled to get in that tree. Finally got in it and uh, set up, and the wind was solid. And I was like, man, the shooting's not perfect, but I could make it happen. Um, I decided to get down and cut one limb that was like five yards away, and that opened up a whole bunch of stuff, probably like a, you know, uh a thumb-sized limb that was all sprawled out that's kind of right right in the way of my main shooting there. But there was a scrape open up there and a couple rubs in that corner. So the deer had been pinching through there, but I knew that from cams. But I hung there all night, and I knew that my wind was going to drop down into this bottom going into the neighbors and working way back in there. Um, so I knew nothing would win me if it come through there. So I was sitting there and didn't see a deer. Um, I take that back. I did see one doe all the way on the neighbors, but it was so far that it wasn't even, yeah, you can't even count it. You know, it's just like you're bow hunting and you see a deer 200 yards. It's your, you know, that does, that doesn't count. So did see one deer way, way off in the woods, um, plan for tomorrow. I'm going to see what the cams say and then make a move. I did leave my stand hung, but I to go back in there because I feel like I'm going to have the north tomorrow that I need. But I did pull everything else out, the camera arm and the lineman's belt and all that, and uh, if, I, if I wanted to go somewhere else and hang. So if stuff don't start happening soon, I might go try to hit the public, bound, pound around in there to like, get on some good sign or something. It's just slow out there. If anybody else is struggling, I'm right there with you. So... That's that's about it. I'm going to try to hunt most of the day tomorrow, if not all day, all day sit. Like I said, it depends on where I'm at and what the cams are showing. But JoJo, the buck I missed, he showed up last night at 10 o'clock on a cam. And then Tupac and uh, Big Sean were there. Um, and they just showed up a couple days ago, but they've been frequenting in that plot at night. So I think I might go to that plot in the morning, especially if they show up again tonight on cam. Um I know there's a bunch of does in that bedding area, so all it's going to take is one doe to get hot for them to hold up in there and I get an opportunity at them in the morning. So that's the plan, and uh might change, though. I said I was going to go hunt uh, kings off historical data uh, for the last podcast, but then I had those bucks show back up in Watauga, so I wanted to throw a set at them at the urban piece. So uh, that, that wraps up. Day nine, though, I don't think I want to call anybody tonight. I haven't had supper or anything. It's late. haven't took a shower yet. I'm going to hop off here and uh, get ready for tomorrow, charge some some camera batteries, charge my batteries, eat some food, and uh, hit her again. So I'm um, always trying to do the right thing, try to leave a legacy, and Whitetail Legacy is out. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. A 
life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.